I'm Jakub Voigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled. In this series, I help to demystify technology in the world of business. Join me as we explore how technology can make your business better. In this episode, we're chatting about safeguarding your business data. We're chatting about what records management is, how archiving plays a role in the process, and how to collect, capture, and convert. By the end of this episode, you'll have a clearer idea of how archiving your business data can help you safeguard your business. Today, I'm joined by Peter Nienaber from Crown Records Management. Peter, welcome. Jaku, thank you for joining. Uh, thank you for inviting me. So, uh, we always start the show by just giving us a little bit of background. Um, who are you and how did you get into the business? Well, um, it all started in, back in 2003 when um, I was uh, busy with the relocation services, part of our the side of the business, and uh, started joining the records management team when we acquired a company, um, and that was in 2010. Um, and because you've been at it for quite a while. Yeah, I've been in the industry for quite some time. Um, it's quite linked to the the transport and the storage. So records management is is kind of part of that whole journey of of um, you know keeping goods safe um, and also transporting them from various this you know from various points to destinations. Okay, so let's jump straight into it. You've actually teed it up perfectly. So, um, what is a records management system? Well, records management, you basically have two types of um, uh, services, which is either digital or physical storage. Okay. Um, so each each unit would have its own um, specifications uh, where the physical uh, document storage is uh, linked to transport, um, requesting documents from a specific point, it could be anywhere, and, and then you can retrieve that information and have it physically with you. Where digital is a little bit different, where you have different hosting platforms, uh, which could be hard drives or even um, online hosting databases that you can withdraw specific information. Um, and obviously, from my perspective, I think when you when you look at it from a business perspective, you probably want a mixture of both. Because um, what I'm really interested in is that digital side of the of the business. I I assume in uh, in in most cases the the first one that you mentioned, the, the physical storage, that's what people are used to. The yeah. digitization is a bit of a, a newer thing. It is new, but it's not. Um, people have been using digital services and document electronic data processing, um, especially in the banks, um, insurance companies, and so forth. As you know, that today. Um, you'll receive an email with a contract which you would could sign and send it back, and that electronical data is kept, um, you know, digitally. But uh, with physical documentation, uh, it, it is nice to have both. But um, we're trying to lead and we're trying to help customers to to go digital at the is end of the day because of you know the space. Uh, we you know space is quite expensive um, and. Yeah, we um, we have been engaging with customers just to find out exactly what what they require and if they can go digital, how would it be? Okay. So, um, so if a, if a, if you walk into a customer and there's a, um, a let's call it a very sort of still paper based or whatever, can I then assume that that archiving is a, is a key sort of strategy or part part of the journey to to get them into that digitized space? 
Yeah, um, what happens is, is a lot of companies sometimes accumulate a lot of records and they would like to digitize everything. It doesn't work that way, unfortunately. But yes, you can first off store off-site, which is a safe option um, because documents are stored randomly. So if something does happen, uh, you don't have all your documents destroyed so um, or damaged. So... Um, yeah, for me, for me in the industry, it would make sense to have um, a digitized s- system uh, for your critical documents. Um, and if, if you uh, had to say uh, in the, the typical customer that you walk in today, I think, I think like you say, the examples that you use, the banks and the insurance companies, that's um, they've been evolved uh, quite a bit. If you walk into a, a normal small to medium enterprise size business who's, who's not that afraid with it. Um, what is the, what is the process to, to look at the, the environment and say, okay, right, this is, this is the strategy that we're going to implement in order to manage your records. Oh, sure. Yeah. The banks and the insurance companies and so forth are quite advanced because, you know, they, they fit in a corporate, you know, environment and specifically dealing internationally with, with records and their um, international and digital services is way way ahead of us but we're slowly catching up and if you get to the smaller organizations yes these are there are various solutions for um, digitizing your information and actually scan physical documents and having it available for you wherever you sit whether you're at home or at work or at a coffee shop you need to look at a document it is definitely but each business is different so each business process is, is different which we can adapt to any any digital system can be adapted it just depends on how um, how you want it when you want it uh, you, who needs access to all of that documents so, so yeah uh, so so in my mind and and I've had part of the reason why this was such an interesting conversation to me is because I've had this conversation with a number of our customers who tends to be in that small to medium enterprise space um, and they understand the need for digitization, but but because of history, they're just used to working in a certain way. So my perception is is that, uh, and maybe you can help me with this, is when you walk into that small to medium enterprise customer and you talk about uh, digitizing or archiving or whatever that is, there's just folders and folders of stuff that needs to be scanned. Uh, um, is that an over, overly simplistic way of, of looking at it? And, and then mm-hmm. if you do that and, you, and you've digitized the history, how do, you then, how do you then make sure that they don't just keep on perpetuating that, that same behavior? Um, yeah, it is difficult because we love paper. We like to have a paper in our hands all the time. And I'm also sitting with a piece of paper <laughs> in my hand, so I'm not using my phone. So um, it, is, it is a culture change. I think uh, people need to um, adapt to that. Um, and I think the more frequent you're exposed to digital information and the way things work, it becomes easier. But uh, normally what happens is, is when something goes wrong and you can't find uh, specific information or you can't find documents, and that's when, when people tend to, to stress about it because now they don't have the information, it, cost, it can cost you a lot of money. So to have a backup or to have a physical document that can't, it can't be destroyed, it's always there, um, would, is, is first class. So uh, even though you have documents stored off-site, um, to have documents um, digitally presented um, sometimes do, do save you a lot of money. 
Um, and yeah, look, you you scan a lot of documents. Uh, the process is quite stringent, but that's where the industry needs to, you know, that's where we do it. But there's quality processes in place to ensure that that document that has been scanned is available and it, can, and it is readable. Um, and how would that work with a customer then say is 200 boxes of documents, let me know when it's done or how does it work? Well, it's quite interesting. Um, we do an assessment just to see what needs to be scanned because every document's different. Um, you have A4, A3s, you've got those A5 little ones, you've got uh, uh, transparent paper, and all sorts of different uh, information that needs to be scanned. So once we establish what kind of documents needs to be scanned, um, uh, the, the preparation is quite key uh, to take out all the staples, do all the dirty work, basically. So it's, it's not a sexy service, but once it's gone through the system, once it's basically um, uh, quality check, because every time you scan a document, you have to quality check, and you do indexing. So you need to find the information that you've scanned. So you do indexing via dates, company names, policy numbers, and so forth, and that gets loaded onto a, uh, so a search generator, and that search generator will allow you to search for a specific document um, that you are looking for. And, and that classification that, you t that you're talking about now, is, is that automatic or is that a human? That's a human factor. It's a human factor. It's so a human, human so labor intensive scrolling through. Jeez. you got to set up everything. If you're looking for specific documents, especially barcoding, uh, you can link barcodes to numbers and also to names, which uh, makes it a bit faster to, to find. But that process does take a bit of time. Okay, so, and then you guys talk about those, the three Cs, the collect, the capture, and the convert. Um, I assume that's, that's what right. we're busy talking that's about. That's exactly now. what we're talking about, yeah. Um, and and um, how, long is, how long does a, a process like that take on average plus minus when well, a customer engages on, on a journey? Well, um, it depends on, on what kind of project you're looking at. Um, if it's a straight A4 document with, say, let's take HR documents. That's always a good uh, example. Uh, the file gets prepared. Or prepared. Um, it can be sorted via ID, passport numbers, contracts, and so forth. And that can take, you can easily scan probably about eight to, well, let's say 800 to about 1,500 box, um, pages per day. Wow, okay. Depends on how big your studio is. Yes. Um, and also what kind of requirements. Do, but do you do physical. that um, at the customer premises or do you do you do that at your premises? We can do both. Okay. We can do both. What, what, what do you, what does customers typically well, when we have a customer in our warehouse, for instance, yeah. uh, we have a facility available on, uh, on our site, which we will then retrieve the documents and we will then do it at our facility. A lot of customers are quite sensitive uh, with the information. Ah, yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of their policies don't allow documents to be stored off-site or processed off-site. So they would rather keep it in-house. So, so that means you've got to bring in a team bring in all with the all of the equipment and… All the equipment, wow. um, everything that we require to, to do the scanning. And we will sit there and do all the scanning for you. And then, okay, then, then now we're going into this digital world now. Where does that document typically then get scanned to? So, yeah, you, it, it's up to the customer um, at okay. the end of the day. There's hard drives, there's hosting platforms. 
Um, and those are the typical, um, so let's say, uh, storage um, formats that you'll have. Um, there's very little where uh, documents are kept um, on a shared drive because you can't really always use the application itself. You'll have the data, but you can't use it. So it needs to be on a hard drive or a hosted drive, uh, which you can have access to, um, which is quite nice because if um, I might have access and you won't won't have access to HR documents, but you will have a, uh, access to logistics documents or whatever okay. the case. And that's part of what you were talking about, that process of, of onboarding the customer and making sure that the access is correct and all that. Yeah, we, well, we basically call it forced authorization so that um, it is recorded to see who's allowed to have that information, who's allowed to download, can you download, and, um, you know, who's, who's the author that's allowed to do things and can change things. Um, and now uh, you, you alluded to it a little bit now. But I, I assume that uh, you actually said it earlier. There's there's almost a bit of a safety factor in paper, you know, because you know if I've if I've printed it and I put it in a file or folder, I know what my indexing make, uh, methodology is, and I can lock it away in a safe and all that um, until the, my building burns down or anything like that. Um, when you go into this digital world, how do you how do customers then deal with that? Um, let's call it that data security component, because uh, I assume there's Papia and all of these other privacy yeah. uh, uh, laws that uh, a business have to comply with. Yeah, um, we 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 bring the uh, compliance to the customer, the compliance aspect of the business. We we kind of highlight all those kind of risks. Especially when that's in um, your in your initial engagement process. Yes. Okay. Um, so, the Popia Act is is very important, obviously, but the customers, um, um, so let's say, policies that they put in place for their um, risk um, is is important, the most important, because you know your business information the most, and you know where the risks are, and uh, a clean desk policy is, is something that goes around everywhere. Um, and uh, what what we do is this is we if we deliver doctors because remember once you've delivered a box to a customer it's out of our control so we can then show the customer that number of boxes are sitting at your office this is the person that's received them we're ready to 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 bring it back into the warehouse and and that's the that's the the safeguard from from a physical point of view. But the digital side, um, you know, the access, providing access and to review your user access on an annual basis is, is part of your compliance. Okay. So that's where the security aspect comes. Is that a little bit easier then? It is a lot easier. Okay. It's a lot easier to review because, um, you, know, you know, you can always say, you know, there's five or six boxes sitting in this office or this person has received it. But, um, yeah, I think that's, it, you know, documents can get, uh, misplaced um, when you're not used to having a specific storage place for for your documents. Yes. Okay. So um, we always I always like to make it practical. So how would a how would a business know if they need this, a, a record management system? I think some of the examples that you mentioned, like the banks and the insurance, that, that's obvious. Yeah. So I'm now. Uh, I don't know, a medical practice sitting listening to this thing and I'm old school and I like to write on files, but I know I've got to keep my 
patient records for 20 years or whatever the, the law states now, or I'm a one-man one man band insurance broker where I live off those, off those files and papers. So how do I know if I'm a, one of your target customers? When things, when things go wrong, basically. <laughs> what happens is uh, some you know, people in companies do experience loss of documents and they can't find documents. Not saying that they don't know how to manage, but it does happen. Yes. And that's where we come in, where we um, have a tracked process using mobile scanners. Again, digital information where you physically sign to say that you've issued the box through to us and we track that box and that information right up to our facility. You can do your own capturing. You can, because you know your business information the most, you know what you're looking for. Yeah. So there's online platforms where you can do your own capturing or uh, it can come through to us and we'll do the capturing for you and it will be safe with us. So is there, is there any customer that's um, too small to utilize a record no, management? No, we system? actually, um, we, we do promote individual um, scanning. We call it scan, scan on, uh, uh, scanner box. Um, we, we scan a box for you. There's no specific criteria. We just scan all the information that's in your archive box or sitting there in the cupboard and we give you a hard disk and everything is on there and you always have it. We can always just keep it and save it so that if you do lose it, we'll just upload it again for you. Okay. So individuals can benefit from this as well. So you can be individual, you can be a small one-man business, you can be SME, you can be a large enterprise. There's, there's no man too big or small to… No man too big or small. Um, and also it doesn't matter how difficult your process is, um, it is adaptable and it can be designed to fit your need at the end of the day. Um, so if somebody listens to today um, and they say, okay, this is maybe something that I need to investigate, where, where do they start? Well, um, it normally starts with consultancy or uh, setting up a meeting. Um, we don't physically have to go out and meet persons. We can always have a telephone conversation or Teams today or um, any you know, uh, meeting platform. Um, just to discuss and understand exactly what needs to be archived, uh, what what is the risks, where is the capturing needs to be done to. Um, and um, from there you have levels, you can have different departments um, and different people managing those departments as well. Do you find that, um, that there are people that sort of know they need to embark on this, on this journey, but uh, they just feel it's almost too onerous, so they just keep on falling back to just doing their paper stuff? Yeah, that um, it, it does happen where people out of the blue say they're interested in digital services, for instance. Um, and we always ask the question, why do you want to go digital? It's very important because you don't want to spend money for something that you may not need and that you buy something that you don't use. So it's very critical that at the meeting stages and at the consultancy that – the customer knows exactly um, what and why they want to do digital scanning, for instance. Why do they need to? Is there, is there something, is it a part of a policy? Is it part of, uh, part of uh, people losing documents? Is there a retention period that needs to be managed properly? Because uh, it costs a lot of money to, to keep records because space. Space yes. is money. Um, and also when you lose documents um, – you, uh, it can cost you a lot of money as well. Um, Peter, and then 
you you uh, wrote a very interesting article specifically talking about what the, what the reasons would be why people would look at stuff like that. Can we talk about some of that? Yeah, um, it's it's basically to enhance the efficiency of um, you know paper flow management, um, also to reduce paper use in the digital world, of course. Um, you know, by, uh, recycling um, is a is a good is a good example of uh, you know saving the environment. Um, uh, up to about a thousand kilograms of paper that's recycled, you're saving seventeen trees. Wow! So yes, it's um, it's quite important for retention as well. So when you have documents that reach the retention period and it's not digitized, um, it's good to destroy those those documents too. Um, so, but and in and in, um, I almost want to say real life good stories. So, a uh, couple of months ago or years ago, we had uh, some interesting political behavior in in uh, KZN as an example. There was stuff that happened. There's floods. So, um, what's what are some of the? I almost want to say the the the. Almost, almost. I want to say customers coming back to you and say, "I'm so happy that I stored my stuff with you because if I didn't do that, my business would be in, in trouble." Exactly, um, and that's what we're trying to to promote out there as well. Physical storage at a facility; it's away from your site. No one has access to them. No one can get to them. Um, the the system is designed to have fourth authorization, so only specific people can request specific documents at at certain levels. And should there be a disaster like what happened in, in the KZN, um, documents are stored randomly, so it it, it really minimises the risk of losing documents. Um, and also with with the racking system that we have, um, it's all electronic. And you can track basically any document or box that we manage. Okay, Peter, thank you very much. I, uh, it's such a such an interesting conversation, uh, and and um, you know we we live in this digital world, but there's still a, a lot of paper. And I think I think specifically in in the small to medium enterprise, it's not a it's not a, a easy conversation or. or um, scenario to have to say, right, how do I fully digitize my business? And that's where I think where guys like you come in because you you sort of have your foot in both ends of the of the pond, if we can say it like that. So you can basically progress the customer along that journey. And I think that's maybe a, a lot easier or a more comfortable way for, for business to operate. Yeah, and like you said, it is interesting because um, there's a lot of business out there with different processes and so forth. And um, what, what is nice is, is that if you can accommodate and you can start building on it, and if you decide to go to digital or physical, um, the service that is out there at the moment, specifically globally and in South Africa, you know, we we quite um, on top of it, and uh, we can accommodate um, any digital type of uh, process that needs to be managed. So, okay. Yeah. Um, last question. Um, I assume you guys aren't the only guys in the industry that's delivering the service. So, when a business starts considering, um, you know, choosing a service provider, what do you, what must a business typically look for? Um, how wide? It depends on how big your organisation is. If you have documents that needs to be stored in in regions like Cape Town, Durban, or Johannesburg. 
Um, they must have a facility that has racking, that has a tracking system, and that also has an uh, indexing service um, that is a, uh, that can be offered, digital services as well, and also an online platform where you can do your requests to help you save money because um, you can combine deliveries um, and you can also authorize certain deliveries and collections to save money. So those are the, the kind of things. And also being compliant, ISO is very important because it measures all the customer satisfaction processes right from, from the collection right to feedback and complaints. So you would want to have a, a platform where you can um, give feedback so that those companies can um, obviously look at that and improve themselves as they go on. Okay, so, fantastic. Peter, thank you very much. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, Yaku. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to Unbundled, brought to you by Catalytic, a series that aims to demystify technology so that you can make smarter decisions for your business. Remember that you can listen to all of the episodes on the Cliff Central Apple website. And for added convenience, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. And um, if you're looking for help with communications tools in your business, Please make sure to visit catalytic.co.za.